weren't no Grizz up there anyway. <laughs> or, welcome to Book Record Beercast, talking about some Alaska stories today, one in particular. Are you boys ready? Oh, a little old, uh, Nick, Dad, and Mike. <laughs> NDM cast. A little Nick, Dad, and Mike. Gregorio is in uh, absentia. Absentia. Yeah, yeah. Mm, I think yeah. that's I think that's another name for Disneyland. Right. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was you were saying Epcot weird. Yeah. <laughs> absentia. Apparently yeah, not. Absentia. Syllables uh, <laughs> kind of mixed up. Syllables. So, uh, as usual, I am joined by my esteemed colleagues Daniel DeFranco. Hello. And my brother, and also esteemed colleague Michael Mahalik. Yo. Nice. Uh, we are getting into a story that um, I picked. I am so proud of picking this one. I fucking love this uh, collection. I believe, and I, I did look, it's like the only book that uh, our author, Melinda Mustakis has out. Is it Melinda or Melissa? Melinda. Melinda. I wrote um, Melissa. I'm I, sorry, Melinda. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and what's interesting is it's from 2011. Right, so right now it's seven years old, and I I cannot really find she she put out stories from time to time. Right, uh, she was a Flannery O'Connor, mm-hmm. you know, recipient and stuff like that. Um, she was like best, you know, under thirty five, and all these other awards and whatnot. Um, but I guess you know she's primarily just a, a short story writer, and well, this seven is her years only ago. collection. Yeah, it's fantastic though. I cannot say enough good things. I cool. buy this for people. I, you ever you know that Palinic you know uh, thing that he wrote up about Amy Hempel where mm-hmm. he buys her books and gives them to friends? Like I buy this book for people and have given it to them. You know, um, it's it's fantastic. That's uh, cool. It, it's called Bear Down, Bear North, Alaska Stories, and uh, Mustakis is uh, born in Anchorage, um, and then lived in California. And all of these stories are so gritty and fucking brutal, but with this like beautiful heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I really, I, I love these. And in, in fact, the story that I chose, uh, third story in the collection, us kids, um, is one that I teach my ninth grade. Uh, it's the bridge between our relationship unit and our fiction of the future unit, because cool. I think it, there's so many relationships in this short piece, um, between the kids. And there's also this really beautiful world building where like, I feel like, um, I, I could definitely be white trash in Alaska. Oh know? yeah. <laughs> right. Like I, I'm like, I, that, I am in this world immediately. Yeah. There's almost no gap between my reality and being in the world. Oh, uh, you meant like as a reader, like as a person as well, obviously yeah. I think it'd be an easy transition. The as a I, reader. Felt, <laughs> I felt like the only thing keeping my uh, childhood from being white trash in Alaska was, was being in Pennsylvania. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you lived in the uh, plywood palace. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Tilton Hilton. The Tilton Hilton. Yeah. 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 Um, so, and that's the other thing she, I mean, just talk about writer's voice and the language. She, she is her own sort of genre. I feel like she, she, there is Mustakas uh, sort of like stories to me. So um, I haven't read anything except this, but uh, if I read the rest of her collection, I would assume that I'd get her voice. Yeah, in all of it. Okay, there's there's a voice in this, and I I enjoyed it. It was, it was almost too easy to read. Isn't that strange? Yeah, and but you're getting all these sort of like, it's not like one of those ones where you walk away and you get like the thing she wants you to get. There's a lot happening there, and what's beautiful about this story and and um, 
what I really love about the collection is that these are all loosely woven. You know, there's like a, over 15 stories in the collection that's, you know, no more than uh, fucking 150 pages. Uh -huh. um, but all these characters' lives are, are, are in some way represented in almost each of the stories. It's very similar to... Um, you know, uh, actually that happens a lot, but there's, there's a YA book called, uh, life is funny where mm -hmm. there's, there's all these kids in Brooklyn that their lives, you know, over the course of seven years, just mix with one another and, and, and cross pads and stuff. And here That's there's a fun. little bit of that. Yeah. There's a little bit of that with the ones like the kids, right? You see them as adults and, and, you know, essentially speaking of, you know, white trash upbringing, you have alcoholism, you have all these uh, different abuses that happen and, and stuff like that. And how that manifests itself later on, you go, Oh, that's Rios, right, from before, and I That's see, cool. you know, what happened to him and stuff. So I think it's it's absolutely wonderful. But um, yeah, to get into uh, the story, you know, uh, I would I would love to hear. I've you know I've been teaching this for years now, and I I, I love the story. Um, I think I've talked about it on a few previous casts as well. Just, I don't I don't recall. Really, I think mm -hmm. I might have mentioned Bear Down, Bear North, or, or or her as a writer. But in any case. Can you uh, perhaps I haven't just give us a summary? Yeah, so um, us kids is essentially where we get introduced to um, the children uh, of Fox and Uncle Sly. Uh, the children, in much of a Muppet Babies kind of fashion, name their adults uh, after animals, right? And then um, they are essentially unto themselves, and so you see their private world uh, and and how it manifests. So essentially. They uh, roll up to their homestead in Alaska, which is, you know, the Tilton Hilton, the Plywood Palace. It's essentially um, a home that their drunken father built uh, one day um, with their uncle. Like half-assed. Like real half-assed and, and half in the bag. Yeah. Like he was hammered when he did it. Um, the uncle is more the carpenter. So there's a uh, outhouse uh, behind it that's actually the perfect. only thing that's perfect. So there's basically two gigantic mounds of soil and earth that they made and uh, the, the father tried to put it up on, on one, right? Mm -hmm. And then, uh, so he, he, he puts it up there, uh, does a shit job of it. Um, they finally roll up and the aunt and mother are just psyched that the men aren't there because they're out hunting or something, I believe. And, uh, and so they tell the kids to go outside and play. That's pretty standard, right? But we're in Alaska, so it happens to be summertime. It's not super cold, but it's like dangerous as fuck. And so they send them out there uh, so that they can get hammered inside the house. Then mm. ultimately what we find is uh, the kids, you know, they're out there playing games. They're doing, you know, kid stuff. There's like a mother figure among the kids. Um, and they eventually find uh, in the shitter um, this eaglet, which is, um, you know, a baby eagle that's, that's, that's fallen uh, into into the dump zone <laughs> and it's covered in shit and they decide they must save it they must save it and so they they make this human chain they get down there and uh they're they're trying to save it uh and ultimately it's the uh the the death sibling who does save it right and he he pulls it up um he's not afraid i mean it's a fucking eagle so it has the talons it has the beak and all this yeah. stuff um but the 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 deaf um uh, kid can't hear it right so he 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 just holds it tight and then they wash it off um and uh you know should i should i go to the i let people read it if they're yeah. gonna read it without giving the end away but i'm not, yeah i'm not gonna give the end away yeah. it's 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 uh beautiful and, and and heartbreaking and wonderful and and um it's it's one of those things where 
this story for me really embodies not only creating a world, um, but also how the fuck does she have like 10 distinct voices, you know, in here that you feel some way towards um, and you feel compassion for and, 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 and you want to get to know better. I think that's why the, the collection is so brilliant to me is because you ultimately end up feeling like you do. Um, by by the end and this is sort of the start of it because this is the third story in the um, collection and this is really where we get the foundation of of this this family this dysfunctional family so um my my major sort of takeaway is just how we're talking about children um but how children can be so sort of like uh matter of fact and 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 absolutely um, just strong in ways that that adults are almost incapable of um, later on. Uh, that, that adults are just, I feel like, so so aware of their shortcomings that they're unable to just be resilient in the way that we see the the children being in this in this story. So um, for me, that's that's sort of like the major sort of takeaway for this. And I think she does it absolutely beautifully with 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 the characterization of each of the each of the children in this. And I, I don't know, I put it to you guys, what, what was your sort of like big takeaway from this story? Because I know when, when I teach it, children gravitate or my students gravitate towards so many different things that some of them I don't even, I don't even see. Um, and so it's interesting to see what people's first reactions are. My initial takeaway, and it's, um, it's not like a deep cut, is like a bliss of, or, or the bliss of ignorance. Yeah. Like they know, the kids know that it's kind of shitty. Yeah. Like their whole world. Their world, yeah. But they have no problem like going, uh, making a chain with a rake broom shovel taped yeah. together and going deeper into the shit. <laughs> yeah, to quite literally, yeah. Yeah. To save this one thing that is, that needs help. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like they need help. The kids need help. But they're not beyond going even further into the to the literal shit and, and to you know, reach out. I, and I think that's one of the things too that we see is is like that actually doing that is helping them. Yeah, right. They're they're, they're helping themselves and they're becoming resilient. I think it's it's. I, I was thinking about it today. You know, on when I was, you know, what are we gonna talk about uh, on my drive over home? And and I was like, wow, it, it's it's so ironic that this happens to be the week that we're sleep training Gabriel. Like your son, my son. Yeah. So we're, we're literally, you know, going through this thing where you're incrementally leaving him on his own for longer and longer periods of time until he soothes himself back to sleep mm -hmm. and teaches himself how to go to sleep without you picking him up, holding him or soothing him and stuff like that. And this is like these kids really kind of teaching themselves how, how to be kind, how to be caring, how to be all the things that they're clearly not being taught, Yeah. you know, and, and, and basically the human beings, um, that that we'd want to see and and by all accounts they shouldn't be turning out like this they, they they shouldn't be thinking and acting in this way and i feel like it's because they're together um that they're able to and if they were left to their own devices uh individually and separated from one another i think it's the collective that actually keeps them keeps them um pure and good and mm -hmm. and, and all those things yeah you said later on in the collection that they don't turn out so not all of them turn out so great yeah. and it's because they're pulled apart from one another i believe right right because okay. as when they're when they're together and they have one another they have one another um and and that keeps them 
All right. You know, grounded in the, in the and I keep using all these fucking cliches, but they're, they're, I think it keeps them morally sound, mm-hmm. you know, in, in a way that they, they're unable to, and the world can break them down a little bit more easily when they're separated from the herd. Yeah, there's a beautiful, beautiful scene at the end where they are all covered in mud and shit. Dried mud and shit because they slept in the car overnight. Yeah. They don't even bother to go in. They don't want to bother the yeah. adults. <laughs> Fuck and, them. <laughs> and they're cleaning themselves like yeah. like almost ritualistically. With little Dixie cups. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Just throwing them That's on the one image. another. That's just the image. It's going to stick with you forever. Oh, I my think, God. You can see. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I know exactly what the sun's doing right then. Mm-hmm. I can feel it's like warmth breaking through the trees, mm-hmm. you know, and the little fucking mist that's certainly coming up on that fucking alaska they're ground. cleansing themselves from uh you know the whole ordeal yeah of from uh going through something that they you know why would they even like they chose to go through it it wasn't forced yeah. upon them they said let's do this thing and they're not crying about it Mm-mm. you know that's the thing that, that got me about that scene too is, is yeah we're is, leaving some things out here uh, if you're, it, yeah, I realize it's a little ambiguous, but yeah. yeah. I mean, the image, it, the imagery is speaking for itself, though. In in that, yeah. it's you're remembering something like that. Can we get the story online, or is it only in book form? <laughs> so I believe this was one, um, and I, I wish I knew. Uh, Should have looked. It if up. we can find the link, we'll we'll put a link. Yeah, up. exactly. We will put yeah. a link up. I think this was one that was in the Kenyan Review. Okay, so, so there's no links for that. Except exactly. unless you want to buy. That's what I was. Yeah. yeah. So, so I think that that this was one of those. We'll put the PDF up. Kenyan Review is not listening. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah well, that's, fuck it. that's uh, legit. I bought yeah. the book. Yeah. <laughs> I buy the book pretty often, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's definitely. I think there's one at your house. Oh, for real? I'm pretty sure I bought. Yeah, one of your roommates. Uh, I just want to go on the record and say that I I don't have the book. It was never gifted to me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I made a mental note to buy you one. Yeah. <laughs> I got a birthday in about seven months. <laughs> Wink. Yeah. I give half birthday gifts all the time. Are we coming up on that? <laughs> if it's seven months away, clearly we're coming up on it. <laughs> not not like too good with seven. the numbers. <laughs> I think one of the things that um, I took from it, you know, and and it it is a unique experience to have a number of siblings, right? And they, there's a number of siblings here. Um, and that alone, I think, really resonated with me because it's something that actually I didn't ever think growing up would be something that would go away, right? Like where Mike and I grew up, there was a number of families that had five plus kids in the family. You know what I mean? It wasn't abnormal. In fact, it was almost an average of four, you know, like we were kind of an average. And um, I think that there's, there's really something really cool about like the second family that exists. Like there's a family that exists as a whole with the adults, but then there's this like second family that exists of just the children and i think she encapsulated that so so well to like how how does that look and and i think it's one of those things that i think as a writer i'm I'm always thinking like it's difficult to tap back into my 12 year old self in a way that would be genuine and 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 honest you know without it being clouded and sort of marred Mm -hmm. by what i know now as an adult however there's this world that you can tap into very easily when you're around your siblings again that brings you to that place mentally you're back in it in a second mm-hmm. you know and i think that she 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 must have nailed that and i meant to fucking look up she's like an only child or has fucking 40 siblings or whatever but i think that that that's something that 
you know, and I don't mean to exclude any listeners or whatever, but I, I think having, having that is such a unique experience that she, she does so, so well. And there's just something to be said about that. And I wonder that it's going away. You know, my son is, is, is an only child right now and we're so fucking old. I don't know if we're, he's going to have the opportunity um, to You're 33 to, to have, you're not that old. Right. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, very true. Uh, but he almost killed Jill, so I'm not sure. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, if it's a good idea to continue. Um, but in any case, like it's one of those things when you look around, right? I look at all my my friends and stuff like that. Everybody's tapping out at two, mm-hmm. you know, and 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 very rarely do we see sort of like what was the norm 30 years ago. Yeah. Well, uh, not to bring class into this, but. Uh, Go right ahead. <laughs> You're gonna. So. I, I'm going yeah, to. I'm I mean, trying to be yeah. tactful. Um, poor people. Can you say poor people? <laughs> <laughs> it's just no matter what I say, I just feel wrong. <laughs> right. Well, I'm, that I is to see, related I to class. To, I need to see where you're going before okay. I can make okay. any you can say that. <laughs> sure, you can say poor people. There is a poor yeah. class for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. people of a lower socioeconomic <laughs> status, sure, tend, okay, poor, to have more offspring. Sure. Tend to. Well, there's various reasons for that. I mean, you're you're talking about, sure, like, uh, you know, oftentimes there's also an association with religion there. And religion, especially Mm -hmm. Christianity, encourages, you know, go forth and multiply and that kind of thing. And and, and a lot of people take that very literally and and truly do um, do that. I mean, all the Catholics I know, (laughs) for the most part, really did do that and continue to do that. Yeah. And I'm only bringing it up because the story is clearly, I'm going to say white trash because because I can and it's fiction. They are Well, um, I mean that's I th- I think she's aiming to to yes. to, to really There's no you know, there's hiding not, that. Yeah. So that's why there's a bunch of siblings. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um and and you're talking about there's also some things underlying this where it's it, we one wonders if there's uh you know sexual abuse in, in involved, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't seem like there's there's love or 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 things where where you know the mother and the aunt are are you know wanting to have as many children as they have you know what i mean they're not fans of their men yeah um and so i do wonder if this is this is one of those extreme patriarchal situations where the men take what they want when they want it and then the women have to deal with it because men are no they don't show up at all in the story whatsoever well that's part of a lower socioeconomic status right that's marital rape that's one of the You know, across the globe, right? Right, absolutely. Yeah, that's something. The men do what they want. They go and they, they just leave babies all over the place. It's also tied with religion as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's 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 one thing that certainly um, exists too. There. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I so 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 what you're saying here is that what that that I'm of a higher socioeconomic status, and that's why I'm seeing my friends and and people yes. only having one or two children because you're th- because you have more um, forethought. And now oh, it's I, like idiocracy where yeah. the, the fucking the, yeah, the, but I, the, the yuppies freeze their eggs because it's getting it's we, we could never bring a child yeah. into this uh, political climate. Oh my god, are you fucking kidding me? And if you were rich, then yeah. you probably could have more children because someone else would take care of them, and you you could exactly. afford. You would know that they would be fine. Right. Right now, you're you're being very practical. Right, because I couldn't yeah justly pay for the child to have the life that I would want yeah. them to have. I don't know how much this ties to the story, but you brought up a point just about siblings and you, know, you, well, said, you it, feel like it's going away, but I'm wondering, is it really going away? Or, or am I just not seeing it? 
I, I, I would argue that in fact, and I thought I saw something about this recently that, that the, the average that America is literally not making enough new Americans to replace the ones that are dying. I thought I saw that recently. We're all going to be, you know, ruled by China in like ten years anyway. Well, so you're fine. right, but but this is this is the this is the thing. I, I I'm pretty sure that we're not, you know, procreating at the same rate that we used to. We should, and that's I think that's a good thing. I yeah, totally yeah, agree. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, absolutely. It, um, I don't know if you remember there was a Captain Planet episode where like at the end where he's like, "Hey kids," he was like, he was like, and remember, tell your parents if you have one other sibling, they should probably stop. You know, <laughs> and I remember. Mom walked in and she was like, what the hell is this? And she was so upset. Um, and I started cracking up because, you know, she's one of five and, and, and this is yeah. my know, mom's the, like the one Catholic of six. way. Yeah. Right. This, I mean, it's, it's, you know, go for it's the multiple. And she could not. And it was a, it was a captain planet about China, you know, and, and how it was like, you know, multiplying, 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 multiplying. In any case, um, and this was in the early 90s and stuff like that. And, and I, that always stuck with me. And I remember seeing a stat recently that said, there, yeah, there, we're not replacing the Americans that are dying. And the, the, it was an economic thing. It was about the workforce. Like, mm -hmm. we're not going to have enough workers, but we're also eliminating a bunch of jobs. In any case, um, my whole thing, to tie it back to what I uh, you know, teach this um, for, is world building. Mm -hmm. and, and I think that you are in a separate world when you're in certain groups and, and the sibling world is a very unique world where you have your own inside jokes. You have your own memories that mom and dad know nothing about. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and you, you, you have your own sort of like hierarchy of power and, and, and who's in charge and, and who's good at what. And you know, all these things about these people that even the people that love you the most arguably and know you the best arguably don't know anything about and i think that she she creates this um in a really 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 fantastic and and very brilliant way to do it in so few pages and to have like just that that notion expressed even if you are like an only child i know jill has read it she's an only child and she was like she was like wow and and that was one of the things you know that, that we talk about like she wants gabriel to have siblings because she knows that that world exists and how good it is um, or can be because it can also suck ass. Um, but like how good it is, it can be. Um, and she wants that for him, you know. And and so even as an only child, she could recognize what, what this artist or this author has done, um, you know, with that. And it's I, 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 I was moved by that. I really I, I remember, especially because, you know, what you and I are like nine, ten years apart. Me and Jack are 11, 12 years apart. And th that, even that gap doesn't really, but there's almost like two, right? Like there's almost like- Two you know, separate Right, like, you and like there's another another family within the family, within the family, right, of, of you and Jacqueline because you're so much younger than us too, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, and and that has its own private jokes and, and, and inside world. And and it's it's just like your first, exp your, your first time you're exposed to, to how society operates, but you're making it you create it. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and just that's the beauty of childhood to me is that invention that can happen where they, they went, look at that. We're going to save that fucking eagle. We're going to do this thing. Incredibly dangerous. Could have really got hurt. Um, if not marred, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it, it, for life and, and stuff. And a lot of terrible things could have went on. And as later in the story, there's, they take the same amount of risks and stuff like that. But it, to me, it felt like they were truly living. Like I remembered being, locked out of the house for the day 
purposefully, right? And you have to go fucking play. And you're in the woods from 7 a.m. till 10 p.m. And we'll call and you for dinner. You're just living yeah. a you, you live in this 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 crazy life where you're like maybe killing stuff, maybe fucking making stuff, uh, stealing food. Like you're doing all this stuff. <laughs> you're just living this life. You're in You're surviving, um, which is what they're doing. And and I don't know. I just I just think there's a beauty to it that I think is is it could be could be lost now right this it's this it's this untapped wilderness that they get to live in which all of us could um but we're really afraid of one another now um, yeah. and i wonder if that's if that's still possible to to have sort of even in you know these sort of like shitty circumstances this beautiful experience that they're having it's a yeah the idea of expanding that familial system that you guys have created and the idea of creating in a group now that you have a faith in one another inherently to create yeah. can trust that, for sure tr- and, and that's what it's based in in trust it's like can that familial group be brought out into society where you make a new family kind of thing yeah um is that possible is it and i think that's sort of the overarching theme for for the collection too is like that's what great. happens when we're when we're torn asunder you know i mean like when the, the world gets sort of its claws on us you know what what can what can go wrong and um, it's interesting, too, because, you know, you think like familial bonds is like almost like an archaic sort of like practice, you know, like there's a lot of talk and you, you look at different things like that. And there's you can't lot. choose your family, you know. Right. Yeah. yeah. And traditional and, and that people really are making their own like sort of things, because I, I take a little bit of solace in knowing that, you know, we have like six friends that all have babies within months or weeks even <laughs> of, of Gabriel's um birthday and stuff so he's gonna have all these friends uh, hopefully and maybe they'll be like their own little pack or family um but it's not the same it's really not the same um because there's something to be said about waking up and going to sleep with the same people under the same roof and dealing yeah. with the same fucking problems and you know and, and the same same level of privilege the same you know all this stuff yeah. um that that y- y- you can kind of like commiserate about take pride in etc 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 yeah. If if there's shared accomplishment too, like that, yeah, and, and say like that, you fucking build this thing, or, yeah, like a fort in the woods kind of thing, like yeah. that, I think is really cool too, because it's more than just a memory. It's actually like a you've built yourself with, like you had to be the only way you were built was because these people were here, yeah, and that's when that's in the value system of what you've created. Then it's a necessity. And it's funny because now I'm thinking about these co-working spaces that are existing. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's relevant to that, like wanting that sort of inherent trust and connection. But it's just weird because it's Prop experimental up, too. You know, yeah. yeah. It's it's such a good idea if it's based right. in that. But it's also, it's, it has to be experimental because it's like, it, there's no way it could be the same. And like you're saying, like that familial system of creating yeah. together. So it's, but it's interesting that that's happening right now. It is one of those things yeah. where it's 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 pretty wild when you think about trust as this abstract idea and like how it exists in a family structure as opposed to perhaps an artistic yeah. sort of structure. You know, you you trust that your bandmate isn't going to take your song and go fucking run away with it, right? Yeah. Just like you trust your family isn't is isn't going to do you dirty and and in, in some like a similar way or something like that. They often do. Right, and that's the <laughs> that and that's the thing is it's is, also learning yeah. when they do. You know, it, it, and, it, and, and it's it's, like, it's it's different because, you know, you, you're kind of looking at, at each of these things where you almost expect the stranger or the friend 
to do you dirty and you don't the the family member right. and that you you kind of have something on them that would hold them to to not because I, I i just i find it to be really really interesting to think about these things um and family in general and what sort of that that means um because i have so many you know friends that become family you know but i also come from a big family and i think back on you know this idea that traumatic experience or, or memory can actually pass down through the dna and, and how that all kind of like works and and you know what what actually bonds us you know do you think because you come from a big family you're more apt to invite people in as if they were family i you know what's funny is cool. like the way we grew up um our parents really didn't have many friends if you really think about it, they, there was never friends coming over. Yeah, you, that's true. never had any friends over. Right. Um, and I, I remember that distinctly because my mother told me when I was really young to go and be friends with everybody. Right. She made a point of saying that. But she literally never, never had friends over. Ever. For dinner parties, nothing. I can't remember any time where it was beside a friend that might have been from like high school in Jersey that came by with their kids once every five years or something. You know, and so I think th the absence of that is actually more why I'm more apt to, to do that is mm. just seeing like, like, man, this is a blast. I, I love these people and they share these same sort of thoughts and, and, and ideas that, that I find important um, that maybe my family might not too, you know, and, and these people are, are, are really, really meaningful to, mm. to me in my life. And, and I didn't, I didn't necessarily see them engaging at the way. So I think it's, probably not what you were looking for but that's 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 why i think that's an answer you know? well yeah yeah and in relation to what you guys interpreted from the story with like the lack of what they had or the situation being shitty they compensate not compensated but they found a way to make it better yeah to, like to because they lacked that mm. kind of thing yeah so and we're all musicians so i want to end uh my final thought on the story is i just learned about this thing the other day on record store day of all days yeah um <laughs> Which had a had a good. It's a Wonderful Life. George Bailey. Do you remember this scene when uh, I was a druggist named McAllen? Yeah, where, something like that. Yeah, where George comes back and he didn't deliver the pills because he knew they were wrong. The poison. Yeah, the poison. <laughs> so you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. The poison. Oh, George, I love you. <laughs> After he beat the shit out of him, beats him, <laughs> busts his ear wide open. You don't know yeah. what you're doing. Your kid dies. Ah, yeah. So you're upset. You don't know. Yeah. <laughs> So I felt like I had a very George Bailey moment at the record store. I'm not going to say which record store in case they listen. I don't want to um, get someone in trouble. Sure. Uh, but you I bought, go there. You bought a bunch of drugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude. Damn. They, uh, what kind of record store day do you have? It's like a good one. A good one. Um, so they came away with 15 Yes albums. My bill was, was, was quite a lot. I'm not going to say what it was because I'm still oh, embarrassed. Oh, don't be embarrassed. Yeah, but, no. That's a but good they thing. inverted two of the numbers. And significantly undercharged me. <laughs> oh. And I looked at it and I said, the person's name. And I said, should have been this other number. Yeah. And they're like, oh my God. Yes. <laughs> yes, it should have been. Can I just charge you again? I was like, yeah, it's fine. It's Yo. Like, yeah. So um, anyway, I only brought that up um, because I was at the record, record shop, right. uh, record store day. Uh, besides uh, a bonding of a little George Bailey moment, <laughs> um, 
we were talking about blood harmony. I never heard of that. So when huh. brothers, I've never heard of yeah, that. Yeah, when brothers or family members sing, there is what's called a blood harmony. They just the way they sound together, just the way they mesh. Huh, uh, that's it's a, a way cool that term nobody too. like you could never do that. You know, like John and yeah. Paul, like they sound fucking great. But imagine sure. if they were brothers. Right. You know, like the Avet brothers or yeah, I don't know right, what right. a brother. This temper. Uh, yeah, this temper. <laughs> <laughs> the Almond brothers. Fucking really interesting. Uh, the Jonas brothers. Right. <laughs> yeah. uh, Hanson. The list Hansen, goes on. Yeah. Yeah. Just talking about just gold records. The baby. Blues brothers. <laughs> <laughs> it slowly got like worse and worse too. It's like, oh, that's um, what we hold our stage. No, but, uh, but, but, but you could, uh, one that I really, really love uh, is um, uh, the uh, Radiohead. You know it. Fucking hell. Because of the times, give it to me. I don't know. What because band? of the times. Oh, because of the times. Oh, Kings of Leon. Kings of Leon. All right. So blood harmony. Yeah. So that's as a really cool to term. The story, I like that term. You know, there's certain uh, harmonies you're going to create with people that you're only going to create because because you share a common uh, blood. Yeah. Or you know this very very deep bond, which I think you can probably. I think you're right. You can only get with yeah. with a sibling. Huh. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, does I, I I agree. I think that's a that's a great that's a great rap. It's it's one of those things where it's poison. It's poison. It's like it's like a box of Mentos. Yeah, it's like I mean? wrapped up. Yeah. In like a piece of paper with a string. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, yeah, I uh, I weirdly <laughs> love that scene too. I love that whole because I'm like, I know he's gonna, uh, God, I know he's gonna hit him, but it's just like such a fantastic part. Like he needs to know it, and then he's guy, he's crying those crocodile yeah. tears. Um, the ears bleeding. Yeah, just oh god, yeah. brutal. Um, yeah, I I I really I think she I think she nails that. She builds a, a Melis- really, uh, Melinda Mustakis. Melinda Mustakis yeah, builds Moustakis. a a beautiful intricate world. I can't recommend this book, and I think I recommend this book. There's few um, story collections where you you know don't have a dud or a number of duds, frankly, right? Like, because what I find is there's a number of short story collections, and and I only got into these after I turned thirty, uh, reading short story collections. Even Vonnegut, I love him, love him. Short story collections, I think he would rate them as C's, probably, mm-hmm. right? But you have guys like Wells Tower put out fantastic ones. You have Melinda Mustakis fantastic right there's very few even stephen king has one where it's literally uh rita hayworth and the shawshank redemption apt pupil uh and and fucking the body Stand by me yeah yeah and then a fucking dud no one knows the fourth yeah. one for the, what's it four seasons or something it's called yeah it's the seasons uh we could argue uh two out of four are duds oof we'll be able to take that off air oof, <laughs> <laughs> oof. um <laughs> different the cast. body and rita hayworth are both great you don't like the Shawshank Redemption? Actually, I think I think only the Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank Redemption is the is the only good one out of that collection. Moving on. <laughs> uh, so, but, but but this is the thing. The she 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 builds a fantastic world, and um and I think that the, this is this is one of the the best collections I've ever read. It's so inventive. There's all these short, almost like prose poems in there that connect these things. It's brutal. It's fucking honest. It is really dark at times it's bloody but it always has just this like beautiful sort of essence that goes throughout the entire thing this fucking golden thread that ties them all together yeah i'm eager to uh, get my copy i I love it 
I'm, I'm also give you the eager one to I read the collection. <laughs> yeah, it's it's fantastic. I can't say enough good things. I wish you would write more. Yeah. I mean, if you're listening, Melinda, do us a favor. <laughs> Put pen to paper. Yeah. Uh, cheers. 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 Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, check us out on iTunes. I can do it. I'll do it. First time. Fuck Gregorio. What, is he special? <laughs> yeah, he's the only one who can fucking do it. <laughs> he can say words. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you don't know what you're doing. I do. <laughs> check us out on iTunes, SoundCloud, Facebook, allbook.record.beer. We're on the Twitter. We're on the Tweety. The Twitter. Uh, check out us. Check us out on the Tweety and uh, the Gram. We are on Instagram. We're on the Gram. Um, throw some, some pics up there. Uh, and if you're you're listening for next time, uh, we would love for you to listen along with us. Check out Melt Banana. Fetch is the name of the album. Uh, Japanese band that will blow your doors down. <laughs> uh, I fucking love them. I think they're fantastic as well. And uh, they were introduced to me by my brother. Mr. Michael Mahalik. I'm Make excited. sure you don't Google Melt Banana on your work server. <laughs> it's poison. It's poison. <laughs> it's poison. <laughs> it's poison. <laughs>